Stories connect us as humans. A well-told story can motivate and inspire us. Storytelling is the ultimate superpower. Be The Drop is a weekly podcast that investigates how to tell stories that engage. Join me, Amelia Veal, on our shared journey to become better storytellers. In episode 264, I'm joined by Lauren Hillman, General Manager at Channel 44, to discuss the critical importance of sharing real stories that represent real-life situations. Lauren shares her experience and insights from working in commercial television and broadcast radio to her role now in community TV. Lauren provides tips on how to pitch your idea and also what to watch out for as you move into production. We also share some exciting news from the recent Antenna Awards. This is Lauren's version of Be The Drop. Have you ever heard of brand storytelling but have no idea where to start when it comes to implementing it into your business? Sign up for our free Storytelling for Business email program. We give you the tools to develop strong brand messaging, grab your customers' attention and how to create a positive sales experience. Register for our free email program to learn how to engage your audience and turn them into customers via narrativemarketing.com.au slash storytellingforbusiness or access the link via the show notes. Lauren, thank you so much for joining me for our next episode of Be The Drop. Thank you so much for having me. We've got lots of exciting things to talk about and great announcements, but we're going to dive into the world of community TV. So to get us started, I wondered if you had a moment or something you could share, sort of like, you know, they call it the aha moment for you where you were like, this is why community television matters. This is why we do what we do. <laughs> there might be many, but I love oh. that you're cracking up. <laughs> there is so many. Uh, and I'm going to go one step back because I feel like my life has been made up of aha moments. And I think the pivotal moments where you recognise I'm in the job that I'm supposed to be doing, even when I first knew that I was going to be a storyteller of sorts, what mattered to me was real stories in real situations because I had dappled in reality TV and I really noticed that the process of crafting a story that isn't real and it wasn't authentic was something that just didn't appeal to me. And so when the opportunity came up to actually take over the role of Channel 44, I had a look at the station and I had a look at the content and I thought, you know, I know that I can make a difference here. And I think my aha moment, and there's been many throughout the past sort of seven years, was when I would get stopped by someone who knew that I was in the role and they would say, oh, I've noticed a change in the programming or there's a program that I love. And I thought, oh, okay, the the way we're scheduling programs now is starting to make a bit of a difference. And then The other kind of major aha moment is when an intern comes to me after volunteering their time for, it might only be, you know, a few months, when they they come to me and they say, Lauren, can you please be a reference? I'm, I'm applying for this job. And I've had many, many conversations with future employers and I always talk them up because I know that, you know, that first step into the industry is the hardest and if they've really 
valued them as a volunteer, then I absolutely want to make sure that they're going on to an amazing opportunity at the start. And, you know, getting that call from them to say, oh my God, I got the job is just, you know, it actually makes me emotional because I, I think, oh my God, I, I've really made a difference at the start of your career. And I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm really proud of that. It's really mm. nice. One particular girl I remember, Alex, she wasn't with us very long, but I secured her an industry position in South Australia. And then years on, like three years on, I got a call from her saying, oh, look, you know, you were such a great reference and I've had other employees since you, but I would it be okay if I put you down as a reference again? And I said, yeah, absolutely, of course. And and um, I said, what job are you going for? Well, she was going for a job at Sony in Sydney and, and you know, she ended up getting it. And and I was so proud to still be, you know, providing that that kind of opportunity for those for those interns and just knowing that they've gone on to those, those positions is really humbling. Yeah. So you're really setting the scene for this value for community television. So, you know, I'd really like to dive into that. So we're looking at opportunities for people starting in this industry, but then also the programs and the content and the diverse voices. So for you, what do you think is some of that really incredible value of community television? I think a lot of people don't even understand what community broadcasting is and I think when you're not in the world of it or you haven't listened to community radio or maybe you haven't flicked over to community TV because you can't get it in the area that you live in or it's just not part of your world, I think to really explain to someone specifically the value that community TV provides is it's an open access platform really because we're looking for people that are able to provide great local stories and that that is across the board you don't have to be an experienced filmmaker you know we're we're just looking for you to come to us with your great local story and that can be literally anything and i think that's such an advantage because you know there might just be people that don't actually have an aspiration to go on and work in commercial television they just might want to have an idea for a great story or a documentary or even they might be involved in a local sporting club and they might want to reach an audience that they know would really be interested in watching that local game on the weekends I mean that is the beauty of what community TV provides and community media in general reaches those areas whether it be regionally or whether it be in metro areas, that niche programming, that programming that isn't going to be told by commercial stations. Yeah. And, you know, so one of the examples on Channel 44 that I really love is Ethan and Off the Couch. And I don't know how old he was when he started. Young. Like, yeah, so young. 14? Yeah, he was 14. 14. And he was, yep, just finishing year nine, going into year 10. And he came to us and, and, you know, he's an excellent example of someone who, you know, had a vision. He was just going around with his family on, you know, kind of local holidays. He had a little camera and he wanted to shoot stories, you know, locally. At the same time, Ethan, I I would say he's a bit of an old soul. Mm. He's not an average teenager that would be, you know, kind of caught up in, you know, social media or YouTube. You know, or, or YouTube or no, he he's someone who, you know, he he was like, right, I'm I'm going to encourage teenagers my age to actually get off the couch and get out and see nature and 
God, that's so important and so wonderful. And he came to us and he pitched us this idea and he said, you know, look, I haven't got huge amounts of budgets, but I, I do have a sponsor. He, he'd contacted, you know, because he's from the Gawler region and he contacted the local council and they'd helped provide a couple, some resources for him to be able to produce it. And I was so impressed for someone so young to be able to pitch an idea like that to us. And, and we, you know, of course we said, yeah, we'll help you in any way we can. And now, now he's 18 and, and so he's been producing it for a couple of years. But to watch his growth mm. through that period has been really amazing, quite remarkable. So this community TV is the perfect platform for him because he now has, if he really does want to go into this industry and either be a host or a presenter or whatever he wants to do, an editor, a a camera operator, he's got an added advantage to everyone else that's even going into a degree because he's already done his own show. Now, that's pretty rare. Yeah. always happen. (laughs) That's pretty rare. But that's a really good example of how community TV plays such an important role to be able to showcase something like that because if he pitched that to a commercial station they wouldn't even consider it mm. because he doesn't have experience or he you know he they it's not what they're looking for but you know we get a lot of inquiries every single day so we have contact at c44.com.au and like the more diverse content that we've actually broadcast I think the more people are hooked into the fact like they can oh well I've got a show that I've produced or or actually there's a I have an idea for a show that I want to produce and then it's about us guiding well okay how can we get your show onto tv and I mean I think you know going back to what you said you know about that accessibility I've come from a background where I've worked for commercial TV, I've worked for government, I've worked for the ABC, and that accessibility is almost impossible in those environments. Like it it is you pitch an idea and you might not hear back for weeks or months and, you know, those big networks are very much, they've got an idea of what they want in their slate for years ahead. They're, they're ahead by about, you know, two years sometimes. And often it might be all ready to go, but there's an idea that's slightly similar to yours. So, no, we've already got one of those, you know, genres of programs for this year, so the door gets closed. Whereas if three people came to me with different cooking shows, I would say, great three cooking shows we'll put them on in a cooking block because people love cooking shows so three different cooking shows go actually we've got three cooking shows that we put on together that that people love because then they can go oh great oh yeah I've seen that show that's great and then I can watch another one whereas when you're a network it doesn't work like that you're following you know well firstly it's driven by sales and you know you'll you'd very much see that if you're watching a nightly strip of primetime tv on commercial channels because the reason they're filled with so many reality shows is because that's what brings in the money, unfortunately, and those shows are cheap to produce, they're easy formats and they're really easy to sell into and they're really hard for a viewer to catch up on demand. But that's not what community TV is, right? So the beauty of what we do is you can come to me with your idea, which you yeah, actually have. Yeah, I did. And, and within, you know, six to eight months you could be getting a grant and it could be on air. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've know. been studying marketing, working, working in content creation for years and, and never 
even had the concept idea of, oh, I could produce something for television. Yeah. But then, you know, I've, I've followed Channel 44 and through Chris, yeah. with Chris Warman being involved with the Flurio Film Festival yeah. and Channel 44's there. I'm like, oh, so what's it all about? And then, yeah. you know, w- heard about the Community Broadcast Foundation funding, yeah. which you guys put on an information yeah. night, come along and was like, oh, well, I could actually get some funding yes. for this and produce stuff and then really get to create some content and stories that aren't, you know, for clients. I mean, yeah. I work with amazing clients. Yeah. I love my clients and I, I, you know, I feel privileged and honoured to create content for them. But it's very much within the framework of their That's business. Right. Whereas yeah. this was an opportunity to go, oh, well, this is something that I'm interested and passionate about. Yeah. And so I just want people to know that yeah. this exists. Yeah, you know, absolutely. you can be like, I mean, I come from a marketing background. I mean, sure, we produce a lot of film content now, video content, but Chris studied. So he, yeah. <laughs> like, he brings that skill. Mine is the storytelling, direction, production side. Yeah. But, you know, I'm self-taught. Yeah. You know, yeah. I studied a management degree and majored in marketing. I've yeah. studied nothing in film. But you've got the essence of storytelling yeah. in your blood. Yes. So you're, it beats you, with you, it. Right. Exactly. So you, <laughs> you know, and you went mm. away, you put together a grant, you know, a really strong grant. It was successful. Then you're like, okay, got the money. Great. Now I'm going to go into production. And then all of a sudden, it's on TV, people are talking about it, you know, yeah. and now you've been nominated for an Antenna Award. So, like know, never in my wildest dream did I imagine that full circle. so great. It's great. And, and, you know, if you think about from conception, from the time that, you know, I remember that night really well to now, that really is a short period of time and I think that is the beauty of local media and local broadcasters in particular community, that we can just, you know, we, we don't have that, you know, bureaucracy or red tape or, you know, you've got to pitch to a million companies or, you know, you can you can actually come to us with an idea, whether it's yourself or Ethan or, you know, a cold community or, you know, a local sport or it doesn't really matter who it is, a faith-based organisation, and we can say, okay, let's make it happen. That's That to me is, that's my aha moment every day. That's why I'm still doing it because it's satisfying to yeah. be able to make, you know, any idea in, turn it into fruition within like, you know, months rather than. Yeah. What are some of the key things? If people have ideas, want to produce ideas, get funding, what are some of those key things that yeah, you I think, would advise on? Yeah, I think if you're starting out and I think, you know, whether you've, studied or not and whether you're experienced or not I don't think that matters I think you know you need to have your your solid idea and I think one of the hardest things that so many people struggle with it sounds like the easiest part but it's actually one of the hardest parts is can you tell me what your story is on paper on one page and by that I mean can you define what your series looks like what is it about who's in it And I ask people that all the time because if you can't do that bit, you can't move on to the next bit because you can't, if you haven't got your idea clear in your mind, you can't sell it to anyone else. I get, you know, there's, I would say 80% of people can't get that bit right, but the 20% that can, we end up helping them make their shows. You know, so that that's my first key tip is get it right on paper and there's ways to be able to do that as well. There's actually templates, you know, to lay out like, you know, a log line is one line if you, and that's always called like the elevator pitch, like what is the one, what's your series about? Tell me in one line, you know, and then there's like a bit more of a synopsis, a little bit, you've padded it out a little bit. 
then it's like, who are your key characters? You know, who are you going to interview? What's the series about? If you get that right, you sold it to someone. doesn't matter who it is, whether it's me or your sponsor or whoever. Then you, you're already, you've already ticked a massive box because someone believes in it. And also the other thing is television isn't brain surgery. This is what <laughs> some people above would think that it is, but it's not. And each person's opinion on something varies so like you pitching me an idea I might believe in it but you might pitch that same idea to someone else they might not believe in it but if you get a no the first time that doesn't mean that you should accept that don't you know if if it's your idea and you're passionate about it and you believe in it pitch it to someone else because that's happened to me as well where you know I've been part of other series helping friends and they've pitched it and it's been shut down we've pitched it elsewhere and it's been picked up so that's that's really important as well so you know Pitch again, keep pitching, believe in your idea. Then once you once your idea is there and, you know, you've got someone, yep, okay, we're going to help you do this, then it's about, okay, where can I look for funding? Like if it's not through the Community Broadcast Foundation, maybe it could be through, you know, like a local council or, you know, maybe you could tie in your idea to fit in with the council so that mm. you do get the funding so you can make it happen. But, yeah, I mean, I think the first thing, the major tip is getting your idea right first and pitching it and but being clear in yourself what is my idea? Yeah. And mm. a couple of things. So, for example, as if people are looking for funding, we mm. got funding from Inspiring South Australia. Perfect. So yeah, got, exactly. Got after the yep. Community Broadcasting yep. Foundation grant and because yep. we had you guys on, on board with supporting us. So then that gave me the ability to ask for other funding. Exactly. And then also yeah. Sarah Constructions, who yeah. I do work for and I've yeah. worked, you know, yeah. with my through my marketing business, worked with them for a long, number of years. But they're really passionate about women in construction. And yeah, yeah and, but, and, they, and they believe in gender equality um, yes. as a business. Great. And so I was like, well, hey guys, do you want to just yep. chip in some money for this yep. too? And that was like pretty cheeky. I'll go to my client, but, like, you know, and they'd go, oh, give me some money for this. And they, they, they did, but I knew that it was really aligned. Yes, so I knew correct. the story yeah. and I had it clearly. That's right. And I knew that if I pitched it to them, it was aligned right. with their beliefs and their exactly. culture. Yeah. So that is, you know, being yeah. clear. Yeah. And then it's a lot easier to yeah. know who to go to. Okay. So we mentioned briefly a little bit earlier their antenna awards and so this episode is being recorded before the announcement but released afterwards so we've got some exciting news do you want to announce it (laughs) we do indeed and i'm very pleased to announce that transcending the gender narrative has won outstanding direction in a program look honestly we are so thrilled and i think it's the perfect example of what Lauren and I have been talking about, you know, my journey and the journey of our team, you know, with Chris and Beck and Kristen and Alex and Mitch. They were the key people. I hope I haven't forgotten anyone um, involved in producing this. You know, what an incredible experience for all of us to be part of this and to have this platform through community television with Channel 44 and to then, like, bring it together with an award that is really great. <laughs> Very well deserved, I must say. And again, a really, really good example of how an idea one night can be seeded and then, you know, well, it was really the idea was seeded that night, but you went away and you thought about it and you actually crafted that series and then you put it together seamlessly. And yes, it would have been hard and there were challenges. <laughs> But this award is recognition of that and yeah. you should absolutely be proud and Chris and your team, yeah. you know, that you should really be proud because that isn't a series that we've seen before. So, you know, 
pressed, you know, it really, it really looked at something that, you know, should be talked about in in a way more broad sense and especially like in these current Yeah, times. and it became and quite topical as yes. we were releasing it. And we we're like, oh, okay. I mean yeah. it has been it has has its moments on and off. Obviously Me Too was a big moment for it. But then, you know, in Australia and, and yeah. what was happening, you know, in our own parliamentary Correct. You know, yeah. parliament yeah. house. Yeah. So No. Yeah. It's really important. So well done. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. And I think one of the key things and this comes back to the tips as well is have the right team. Yeah. You know Oh, yeah, like really it was, um, you know, without that support, you know, they were really great, really enthusiastic bunch and, like, it was hard but we all helped lift each other up and, you know, without Chris, like, crafting and bringing this story together, you know, I just, it wouldn't have come across, you know, and everybody, yeah. all, we all played that part together. So I yeah. think that team yes. is um, really critical. I completely agree. There's there's definitely no iron team and everyone <laughs> always congratulates me on, oh, well done on, you know, three years of community TV and I'm always like, it wasn't just me and it's not just me and, you know, really I have to credit our team in Melbourne as well because, you know, this, this whole fight to save our community broadcast licence. That has been absolutely a team effort and a collaboration between Melbourne and and us for many years now. And sadly, the other three stations kind of fell away because of just the difficulty of the nature of trying to run a business while whilst lobbying is ridiculous, by yeah. the way. And, you know, it definitely, no doubt, it broke Shane and I. Shane is the general manager of Melbourne. But, you know, we sort of came through the other side and, and yeah, it's... It's, it was it, it's brought us closer together as stations and and we're able to achieve more but it's also brought my individual my local team in Adelaide close together like going through something like that together you definitely are not not close after that like it you know so it's yeah I'm very proud of my team and and yeah just want to thank them profusely for going it was like going into the trenches yeah, yeah and channel 31 have, have been a great support as well great. like you yeah. know just so They're fabulous amazing. and going oh sure that's that's great yeah we're take on board your yeah. documentary series yeah. and you're like wow it's gonna go to Melbourne yeah. as well like you know I it's know. in and it's just great. for people that don't haven't had that background or training you know in producing television content what a, cr- a crazy oh, amazing so great ride yeah. and I'm so pleased that the three-year license was extended yeah. you know obviously it's been great for us and our experience but I want that for other people oh absolutely you know, I want yeah. listeners to go well hey that yeah. could, that could be me yeah. and I, very much I'm saying it could yeah. be you absolutely. why not be could you be. Like, and look <laughs> make you know, it you. now I'm like you know um <laughs> now I'm just like look three years it could be forever now you know like so yeah this is definitely the time to get involved if you've got an idea reach out to the station and you know we can really guide you in the right direction of, of how to make that that idea into a reality great thank you so much lauren thanks for joining me for another episode of be the drop don't forget to subscribe in order to ensure you never miss out on one of our weekly episodes. Be The Drop is produced by Narrative Marketing, where we believe that stories connect individuals and that powerful storytelling can positively impact the world. To unleash your storytelling superpower, visit narrativemarketing.com.au or check out our social links in the show notes. To contact me directly with any specific comments you have, you can email me via amelia at narrativemarketing.com.au. And don't forget that whilst a task or challenge may seem overwhelming, a waterfall begins with one drop. 
and look what comes from that. This is a Narrative Network podcast.